Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, Welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome back to the Madhouse, my name is Joey and joining me again today is the man who has always lived by the great philosophy, those who live in glass houses shouldn't wank by torchlight. He's also the only person hoping coronavirus spreads even more so we can finally start his tribute band Wuhan Clan. It's Jimmy Faulkner, but it's not just us here today, we are fully prepared to be completely upstaged by our amazing guest today. He puts the ace in bass. The ah into guitar and the sex in the rhythm section. Creepy. It's Andy Bonney. <laughs> How oh, are you, Andy? Oh, me. Oh, <laughs> yes, you're the guest. <laughs> Hello. Are you okay? I'm good, mate. How are you, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm all right. That's a very creepy intro. Why? For, for Andy. It's a bit... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. It's a bit like... I thought you were talking about someone else, to be fair. Oh, well, let me ask you this. It's a bit sexual. Am I wrong? Um, you're not wrong. Exactly. What's the yeah. problem then? Bit of sexual healing. Uh, but yeah. you know, three dudes in a room, it's uh, it's a bit creepy, and I feel like a gooseberry. It's not creepy. We're all naked. <laughs> well, yeah, shit. It so got I creepy forget. about three hours before we started recording. Well, we? that's how you stop growing, isn't what? it? You have to get naked. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you got exposed. I nips. just got naked. Oh. <laughs> anyway, today's film, <laughs> chosen by our guest Andy. Yeah. The amazing Beetlejuice. <laughs> Made on a budget of $50 million and raking over $74 million in the box office worldwide. Blimey, it is a classic to Worldwide, wide, wide. <laughs> oh, sound effects are coming to the show. Do you like the film, Jimmy? Um, do I like the film? Careful now. I know Andy does. He chose it. Uh, and it's pretty much his Bible. Uh, well, do you know what? I'm not a massive fan. That's right. I'm going to put it out there. I quit the band. <laughs> yeah, job done, Jimmy. We thought it was going to take the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's enjoyable, but it's it's not it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite film. Did you know it. it was initially going to be called House of Ghosts? Yeah, I did. And there's another, another thing that's quite shit. funny, isn't it? Uh, Burton jokingly suggested Scared Sheetless. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. I think I'd watch that film. Scared Sheetless. Yeah, yeah. Although he was a bit confused because the studio did appear to be actually considering it at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, House Ghost is shit. House Ghost, <laughs> House of Ghost is really bad. Yeah, that's what. It, like that could be any horror film. That's like calling your your satire film scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton's favorite role, but Alec Baldwin's not a fan of the film and was not happy at all with his performance. What, in just this film or any other film that he's ever been like in, who? ever? Everything except exactly. Friends. Anything <laughs> except what? Friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the only thing we know him for in this country. Is Bob that actually Jesus. him? Is it not another Baldwin? No, it's the same Alec Baldwin. Oh. No, I mean, there's, there's a lot of Baldwins. Was it Alec Baldwin in Friends? I don't think yeah. it was, was it? Yeah. I don't, I don't watch Friends. <laughs> well, then why are you asking the question? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Alec Baldwin. Oh, right, okay. 
so Beetlejuice is our choice, and usually we go straight onto Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Hold on. Are we? Are we? Uh, are we advertising? Are we? <laughs> no. Get some cash in. Uh, why am I thinking of Netflix? Usually we go straight onto plot slot. Oh, actually, because you brought Netflix up, so, I'll tell you a little a little uh, snippet. Okay. This was the first ever DVD uh, sent out in 1998 from Netflix. Yeah. Do you see how I set you up for that? Yeah, you oh. did. <laughs> so, just, <laughs> so just to explain to the Smooth. kids out there, before you could uh, watch Netflix on the telly, <laughs> you had to get DVDs sent to your house yes. via the post, like Love Film as well. And before Netflix, you had to go to a shop yeah. uh, and buy a thing... Called VHS. Called VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Blockbuster. And before that, it was called Ritz. I don't know Ritz. Yeah, Ritz. 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 And then Blockbuster took over Ritz. I worked in a video shop called Choices in Southwell. We had a thing called Anne's Library. They used to just sell porn. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Better than Blockbuster. Was it, was it her own porn? Anne? Oh. Did she make her well, own movie? We can't be giving away a secret. It's like KFC's recipe list. Right, yeah. Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, my point was, usually we go on to plots a lot. Next, I'm going to do guest questions, if that's all right with Andy. Just wipe the sweat from your face. Yeah. <laughs> because Andy is our first ever guest, so we're practicing some stuff on him. <laughs> Again, sounds sexual and creepy. You didn't tell me chains were going to be involved in this. <laughs> yeah, well, that cucumber was a bit <laughs> ominous. Just sat there. Yeah, I've never had a, a strawberry-scented cucumber before. <laughs> yeah, that's my salad ruined. <laughs> So Andy, you are in a horror punk band. You were previously in another horror band called B-Movie Brits. So it's safe to yeah. say you're a fan of horror. But when was your first introduction or your first memory of the horror genre? And uh, what was it? Probably going back to the old VHS. Sitting there in front of my uh, uh, Anne's. crappy static. Yeah, in Anne's, in Anne's library. Thinking I was picking up some hardcore porno. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mum. No. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably actually, either, yeah, probably Beetlejuice, I think. Sweet. It was was a, that the ex... Sorry. I was just going to say, like, the, the the worst experience in my life was when I threw away all my VHSs. Oh, it's was yours I found in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Hedge porn. <laughs> just two massive black bin bags full of horror films on VHS. Good. And some obviously some dirty movies in there as well. And like- a lot of Scooby-Doo. Were you thinking, I'm never going to need these again? These will never be of any value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go so, was Beetlejuice, Andy, the thing that turned you into a horror fan, or was that another film later on that pushed you over the edge from um, casual watcher to genuine fan? I think it was Child's Play, to be fair. Child's we, Play. We Chucky. Awesome. Yes. When was that? What age do you think you oh, were? Probably the same size as a Chucky doll. Like Probably two. like four or something. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Child's Play is one of them films where you do watch when you're quite young, isn't it? Yeah. And then it does sound like it. a kid's film. But it got banned and then I tried to find it everywhere. Couldn't find it. Got a Chucky doll instead. Yeah, sex life was never the same again. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, ask Luke. <laughs> so it was Child's Play we have to, to blame for you turning into the horror film we know. Or to thank, I should say. And uh, He's and, a good guy um, after all. Was he? Wait. He's a good guy, doll. Oh, f- <laughs> sake. <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. Jeez. We had an inkling you might choose Beetlejuice or Child's Play because we know they're your favourite films. I was hoping for Child's Play too. That Were was, you? Yeah, I was. I've told him already he can come back for Child's Play too. Okay. 
If he wants to, he might not want to after this. We'll but, let you know. Uh, you have, obviously, an appreciation for Beetlejuice because you have a sleeve full of tattoos dedicated to the film. Which tattoo is your favourite? Mm. I don't know. It changes with everyone I get. So so which one's the latest? I'll go with the latest one. Which one's that? <laughs> which would Can be you give me a flash? Shrunken Head Guy, ah, awesome. a.k.a. Harry the Hunter. Nice. Boom. Where, do you mind which... me putting pictures of him on Facebook? Uh, no. Nah. I'll take some pictures later then. Again, it's got go. creepy and weird. It's always been creepy and weird. You're so just that's what the on. KY jelly was for. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it look shiny and smooth. Right, I don't have any more questions for you, thankfully, because right. it was getting Thank weird. Thank you, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to... Moving on to slot pot. Slot pot. Pot slot. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> the plot slot coming up. Are you ready, Jimmy? Yeah, of course I'm ready. I'm not. Give me a sec. Okay. Let's have a... Swag. Swag? Swig. Buckfast, yeah. Sip of the swag. Swag, sip of, swag of the sip. Full disclosure, there's a bottle of Bucky being passed around. Uh, yeah, sponsorship, hello. So that's not going to... No, it's going to end really well, because we want the sponsorship. But if it goes south, probably the alcohol. Yeah, it's always the alcohol. It's been open for a week. <laughs> Tastes good. Smooth. Smooth. Like butter. <laughs> I know why I'm stalling now, because I haven't got the plot slot on my phone yet. Give me a sec. Don't have a timer again. Still haven't figured out my phone. It'll be fine. Let's go. Crikey. Jimmy, take it away. Okay. A vomit-inducing, overly happy couple, Adam and Barbara Maitland, are spending their vacation at home. Losers. Doing a model village of the town they live in. Slightly interrupted by Jane, who is, for some reason, trying to sell their house. They blow Jane off sharpish. Creepy. And head to the hardware store for supplies. But on the way home, Adam and Barbara swerve out the way of a stray dog in the road and crash off a bridge into the river. They return home soaking wet, but the fire can't heat them. It set Barbara's hand on fire instead. Adam steps outside only to end up in a strange desert-like land. When he returns, Barbara explains he was gone for two hours. It doesn't seem like that at all. While Adam was gone, Barbara discovered she has no reflection and a mystery book has arrived. Probably Amazon dropping off a random package for the neighbour. But it's not. It's the handbook for the recently deceased. Diseased. Diseased. <laughs> deceased. <laughs> yeah, I got it again. Just a bit, like a second too slow. A rich city family move into Adam and Barbara's house as the ghostly couple look on in disbelief. So they try to scare the yuppies out with various ghostly shenanigans, but to no avail. No one can see them. Adam and Barbara lock themselves in the attic. Been there. From coronavirus. (laughs) With all the... Stacks of toilet roll. <laughs> Barbara and Adam try to leave the house once again, but end up back in the otherworldly desert realm, being chased by the giant sandworm. The yuppies begin an insane renovation of the house. Meanwhile, the dead couple find a flyer from Beetlegeis, the bio exorcist. The goth teenage daughter of the yuppies can see the dead couple. Surprise! Freaked out by this, they take note from the book and draw a door in a wall. It works. They head off into a green glow. Adam and Babs enter a bizarre social services for dead people. While they try to find out what the hell's going on, the goth daughter 
played by the lovely Winona Ryder. Beautiful. Enters the attic and finds the book. The couple get ushered off to the sixth door, which brings them back to their old house. But everything has changed. They've been gone three months. Shit. Their caseworker, Juno, who likes a fag. She loves a fag, doesn't she? Yeah, she's she constantly smoking away. Warns them not to contact Beetlejuice to get rid of the yuppies. Turns out Beetlejuice has been hanging around the model village cemetery. The dead couple... Don sheets in attempt to scare off the yuppies again. This fails, but they are caught in the act by the goth daughter who can see them. The couple explain they are trying to scare out the family so they can live in peace. Andy, what's Winona Ryder's character called? Are you being serious? Yeah. What's her, what's her character Lydia. called? Lydia. Yeah, of course it is. Because just, I've just been writing goth daughter in this. <laughs> Why? What? Because I didn't know. It is. <sighs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, is it I've you just, now? Just, yeah, it is. I've just... Pushed Andy to the buck fast. Yeah, don't take much. Babs says Beetlejuice. I haven't had a sip yet. Talking past Bruce. Hold on, I've only got two lines. Babs (laughs) says Beetlejuice three times and they suddenly shrink down to the size of the model village where they meet the man himself. Beetlejuice. That was beautiful, by the way. At a dinner party, Delia throws to show her sculptures and other shit art pieces. The entire group ends up singing the banana boat song and the shrimp dish in front of them turns into grasping hands. The Maitlands think they've finally succeeded only to find that their antics have actually amused the Dietzes. The Dietzes send Lydia to bring them down and when they refuse, everyone clambers to the attic demanding that the Maitlands show themselves. They find no one there, but Charles is entranced by the miniature of the town, and Otho finds and takes the handbook. Leaving the attic, Charles feels that there is a lucrative business venture just waiting to happen. However, his cheerfulness turns into horror as Beetlejuice transforms into a large snake, freaking out the family by knocking Otho down the stairs and dropping Charles to the floor below. Barbara manages to call the snake off by uttering Beetlejuice's name three times. Lydia is distraught, thinking that the snake was the Maitlands intending to do more than just scare them. The Maitlands are brought before Juno again, who takes them for task for breaking a number of rules, having photos taken of themselves, letting Beetlejuice out, and letting Otho get hold of the handbook. Juno encourages the Maitlands to work harder to scare the Dietzes, and Barbara and Adam contort their features into grotesque but awesome forms. However, Barbara has some apprehensions, as she likes Lydia. Meanwhile, Lydia grows so upset that she writes a suicide letter. Going to the attic to say goodbye to the Maitland, she encounters Beetlejuice in the model. Beetlejuice tries to convince her that he can help her find the Maitlands if she says his name three times. Lydia is almost tricked into saying this until she realises that Beetlejuice was the snake and doubts if he really can help her find the Maitlands. Just then, Adam and Barbara appear and Lydia explains what was about to happen. Lydia, feeling distraught to be living, tells them of her wish to be dead. Barbara talks her out of these thoughts and tells her that they've decided not to scare the family and allow them to stay. Just then, Otho and Charles appear in the attic. Lydia and the Maitlands hide. Otho and Charles carry Adam's model of the town downstairs where they give Charles's business associate, Maxie Dean, an overview of Charles's plan to turn the town into a paranormal-themed attraction. Charles also requests that Lydia produces the Maitlands for their guests, but when she refuses, Otho explains 
that he has a way. Using the handbook and the maintenance wedding clothes, Otho performs a seance that forces the couple to appear before them. However, this causes the maintenance to deteriorate. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's what that says, isn't it? Their forms, I know, (laughs) bollocks. Their forms (laughs) reverting to their decaying corpses. Frantic, Lydia rushes to the model and says Beetlejuice in in the graveyard. She begs him to help her. Beetlejuice agrees on the condition that Lydia marries him. Weird. She agrees to this, and the Maitlands are saved through paedophilia. However, what did you not say? that, not that. <laughs> you do it. I got in before that. <laughs> However, Beetlejuice then holds Lydia to her word and holds Charles and Delia hostage as witnesses as Otho escapes. Both Adam and Barbara struggle to stop Beetlejuice, who sends Adam into the model and Barbara to the sandworm planet. Through a joint effort, they do away with Beetlejuice and save the goth daughter. In the aftermath, the Maitlands and the Dietzers co-occupy the house and Lydia is much more cheerful in her new environment. She is no longer utterly alone. And they live happily ever after. The end. Plot slot. Boom. Plot Did we do slot. that in ten minutes? I can't believe you didn't slip in the satin sandworm in there. Come on. Sorry. Amateurs. I've heard that before, to be fair, but in different situations. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I thought you were going to jump in with it. Yeah, same here. It's not I that thought, big. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did jump in and we didn't notice because the satin sandworm's too small. Who knows? Should we move on? Yeah, it's getting a bit penisy. To the uh, front again. <laughs> and the lights. Dim, bum, bum. Right, let's turn to chapter two of the handbook for the recently deceased. It's Frights and Delights! <gasps> Yay! What you got, Spare Rib? <laughs> oh, nice. oh, I've always wanted a nickname, and I did not know it would be associated to broken ribs. <laughs> Spare ribs yeah, would come how, in handy. How did that come about then? Shenanigans is always saying, for fear of the law. <laughs> right, I'll go first then, since you're both looking at me with blank faces. <laughs> <laughs> the dinner table deo sequence was something Tim Burton was worried about. He thought it wouldn't be very funny and would fall flat, basically. But audiences loved it, and it became one of the film's most famous scenes really nice yeah okay yeah everyone remembers that scene even if uh i mean obviously andy does you've not been put off shrimp for life you're wearing a beetlejuice t-shirt oh yeah jimmy i hadn't even noticed (laughs) that andy's wearing a beetlejuice t-shirt he's been here for two hours yeah i've been (laughs) drinking for three (laughs) (laughs) the uh the film's one and a half hours long and uh, Beetlejuice only appears in it for 17 and a half minutes. Oh, spot on. Unbelievable, this. Yeah. <laughs> you, was that one of your facts, Andy? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you look so annoyed that I've said it. What you got, Jimmy? Well, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Why? Because... You stole yours as well. No, he didn't. Stole his haircut. <laughs> Had my head shaved today, by the way, for charity. Well, yeah. £710 so far. Bang, good job. Now, well done. Anyway, carry on. So I got a fright. I am not a fan of the fact that aren't they supposed to be like when they're dead, they're supposed to be like how they've died. Yes. So they they drowned. Yeah. 
so they should be like wet all the time. Yeah. But when they go to the when they go to the weird social services, yeah, everybody's dead. Yeah. The, the way they died, right? Yeah. So why I why is Squareface an incredibly annoying Baldwin? But would you want to be moist for like? One and a half hours. Mate, I, I am dream in, of being moist. For I am long. an incredibly clammy man. <laughs> I'm moist for about eight hours a day. <laughs> Fair play. Tim but yes, I see your point. Didn't want him to be wet. For he didn't long. want him to be wet. No. Tim Burton thought, didn't want him to be wet. Because they'd have to be wet for the whole film, wouldn't they? But it's yeah. Alec f***ing Baldwin... And square jaw. But to be fair, no one knew what Alec Baldwin was going to turn out to be like. I want to put him through it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Gina Davis. Sorry, called her square jaw. I was trying to think of her name. Yeah. Gina Davis. She's all right. She's about thirty percent teeth. She's got a massive. Oh, she's right. got like a. She's got like that. That that face could rival fucking Mini Drivers and David Coulthard. <laughs> it's wide. It's a wide face, isn't it? It's big. I like Gina Davis, though. I like her. Yeah, fair play to the girl. She has to live with that big face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all have to live with our things that are yeah. too wide, too big, too small. Too small. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly too small. <laughs> Andy, have you got anything you want to chuck out into the ether? Well, I did, but you stole both of them. Oh, I do apologise. Unbelievable, this. <laughs> However, do you know? Where Beetlejuice, the name came from. I don't know. Did you know he's in the galaxy somewhere? Is he? Flying around up there. Intergalactic Beetlejuice and shit. What's that got to do with the name? Apparently there's a star or some shit called Beetlejuice. Oh, is there? Okay, is that where the name come from? The star? Apparently. Awesome. quite cool. Maybe it's pronounced Beetlegeist. Maybe that's why they threw that in there. Oh, do you know what? I think it might be. See? We're up in there. So Beetlejuice is named after a galaxy or a star. Or a star or something. I think it's a star, isn't it? Is it? He is yeah, a star, Beetle isn't he? Guys. Sweet. That's kind of cool. I wonder why they did that. Anyway, we'll never know. Unless we get Tim Burton on as our next guest. Unlikely. Hint, hint. Incredibly unlikely. <laughs> never aim, aim for the, uh, got the stars. Hey. Hey. Have you got something else, Andy? Actually, uh, yes, I did. On October 6th, 1955, a plane crashed in the mountain in Wyoming. All passengers and airplane staff on board died instantly. The plane flight was 4.09. As Adam and Barbara enter the office for the afterlife, it is announced to the PA that the flight 4.09 is arriving at gate 3. Oh, I like that. Shit, I like that. And if you were a f***ing newsreader, it'd be absolutely terrifying, because that's, like, no. Stay in your home. Your delivery. Uh, no, but you're Keep your doors and windows securely fastened. news, because you got to incite fear, or no one's going to watch. Yeah. That's <laughs> like Newsreader 101. That's how they, yeah, that's how they get off on this. I'm gonna Scare have a, people. I'm going to have a look into this plane crash a bit later, I think, maybe post something on... Facebook about it. I need yeah, to look it. into it and see what's going on with Wait it. Wait till the episode's released. The timing's right. I think it's about four weeks away. Poor, <laughs> poor. <laughs> we, uh, we did record ahead. Well, right, I've got a delight. This is actually quite a sweet one. Okay. Oh, it's a sweet one. Yeah. As in sweet. No, just as in it's quite sweet. As in ah. Oh right. As in okay. Buckfast kind of sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Anything sweet's Buckfast kind of sweet. Catherine O'Hara met her husband on set of this film. His name was 
is, not was, not dead, his name is Bo Welsh. And he was a production designer for this film. He was urged to talk to her by Tim Burton after Bo had mentioned he wanted to meet her and kind of have an introduction, but he was worried about approaching... Ah, f*** my ass. He was wor- <laughs> That's what the cucumber's for. <laughs> he was worried about approaching the actress. They are still married to this day. That's nice, because I, I, really like, I really like Catherine O'Hara. I think she's, she's amazing. She's a bloody good actress. Very yeah. good in Home Alone. Not quite Winona Ryder, though, is she? that line that everyone remembers. A classic line that everyone will remember for the rest of eternity is one of the best lines ever. Kevin. Kevin! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she was Sally in A Nightmare Before Christmas as well. She did oh, the voice for Sally. Shit, I, didn't I, didn't, I didn't actually yeah, know that. She no, that. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, right. Me, me as well. Because she kind of each other. She kind of you can kind of hear the voice when she does it a little bit when she goes a little bit high pitched in this. You you know Jack Skellington was going to be called Kevin Skellington, but they had to change. (laughs) (laughs) Just making shit up now, Andy. (laughs) Jimmy, anything else? Not really. I got one. Oh, okay. Right. But did you know it was going to be directed by Wes Craven? Was it? Can you imagine that? Oh, uh, that would have been different. Can you imagine that? It might have been an enjoyable film. (gasps) Instead of, like, knives for fingers, you could have had the shrimps as fingers. Yeah. Maybe that's where that came from. Yeah. Who knows? We'll never know. We will never know, but we should know. So after Tim Burton's a guest, we're going to have Wes Craven on. Beautiful. And then we're going to get them both to remake Beetlejuice (laughs) using us. (laughs) Wow, this has gone... Your Beetlejuice, clearly. This has gone off on one. (laughs) (laughs) Did I ask you, Jimmy? Have you got one? Uh, You did ask me, and I haven't. All right, well, I've got got one. It's shriveled up. I'm going to do a short one that's shriveled, (laughs) and then I'm going to go for a longer one that's just a bit aroused. Do it. Tim Burton's girlfriend provided the legs of the waiting room girl who was cut in half. That's a nice little delight. That's a lovely nice. little one. I like that. <laughs> that's that's, that's the best one so far. Those little details yeah. are nice. Uh, when the Dietzers are having their friends over for a dinner party, the interior designer that Delia is friends with, uh, Otho, suggests that people who die by suicide end up being civil servants in the afterlife. And this seems to be true within the premise of the film because the receptionist in uh, what you call in social services of the afterlife, she's got slit wrists. Why is she green? That's what happens. She slit her wrists in a forest and moss. Because she's she's like she's she's a beauty queen or something. She's beautiful, all right. She's got (laughs) she's got a sash on, isn't she? Yeah. She's like Miss Argentina, Florida, Argentina, Argentina. Florida. I don't know. Florida man. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Juno has got a slit throat. (laughs) Suggesting Genoa killed herself. Uh, What? (laughs) Juno. Juno. Oh. Way. You gotta get them Three dad jokes, jokes in there. Right over my head. So the man who was flattened and has a tire marks across him says he did it to himself. Jumped Suggesting he threw himself under the wheels of a truck. And it was explained in a deleted scene that Beetlejuice hung himself and not very well, apparently. So he killed himself as well. So and he's a civilly servant type dude. Well, he worked he was Juno's assistant, wasn't he? Yeah, he did work with Juno at some point and she had yeah. to sack him off. Apparently he was going to have like some, he was going to be like a demonic thing with wings and shit. Oh. Was he? Apparently. That, that would have been a bit rubbish, wouldn't it? Well, I bet if I showed you the script of Beetlejuice and you'd never seen it and you had the description of Beetlejuice, you would think that that was going to be shit. Nah. 
Nah, Abby I think, Hook. I think we would. I think he's going to be some random guy in like a, Just a, a pervert. prison clothes. <laughs> he looks like the perv on the corner. And he's going to be the main character. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks over trees and says, Nice f***ing model. <laughs> 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 All right. I've got more, by the way. I've got loads more. Anyone else got any more? That's, that's the uh, crowd. Run through. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe. <laughs> I got a fright. Yeah. In an episode of Cash in the Attic, a couple of prosthetic faces from the film were found. They were the faces of Adam and Barbara, and it turned out they were the ones that were used in the film. They went to auction, but due to the terrible condition they were in, they didn't even sell. Cash in the Attic. I'll have them. I'll have them. I also heard the same thing happened with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costumes <laughs> from those early 90s films. Apparently, latex costumes like that just decay really badly no matter what you do with them, and the Ninja Turtle costumes didn't sell either. See, oh, now you bring that up. I seen a thing on Instagram. This guy that makes uh, latex body suits. <laughs> he makes like Chucky dolls for a living. He's the one that does. I don't know if I can say it. Like Trick or Treat Studios ones. I won't say. His, I want. won't say his name. Say but yeah, name. he's got like loads of props and stuff. You can say his name. We don't care. I, I would, but I can't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's got like the in Charles Play Two. You know, like the opening scene with um, like when they're in the factory or the warehouse when they're making them. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got like the original one from that, and the material it's made from. Now, because it's so aged, like the rubber or the plastic, whatever it's made from, is gone brown. <laughs> yeah, so a latex is a type of rubber, and rubber just kind of uh, deteriorates, yeah, up, like, solidifies, rid- cracks, and yeah. splits and everything. So, so it's, it's like it's bad. It's like a tanned Chucky. Yeah. But yeah, another they one. They should use it for like a Chucky. We'll save that the for the Chucky episode. <laughs> Chucky in the Caribbean. Yeah, the next. The next yeah, let's the let's Chucky. not include all this. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, Hawaii. Beetlejuice 2 was going to be set in Hawaii. And I did that on purpose. Nice time. <laughs> <laughs> See that? <sighs> Magic. Right, I, got, I, I got more. A delight. I might cut some of this because we're banging on. But I don't care if it's a long episode. It's a special one because Andy's in the room and he bought back fast. Beautiful. So he deserves an extra half an hour. Although it's nearly gone. I got a delight. There was an animated series and I wanted to ask Andy if he'd seen this. Mm-hmm. Is he like it? Mm-hmm. I've not seen any of it. Oh, I prefer that to the film. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's where all the toys come from, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the series was a... made after the film was released, obviously. I used to have one of the toys, and it was amazing. It was like my favourite thing. I got what them. did they do? You pulled its head off, and it was like a little head underneath. Yeah. Yes, the shrunken head man. No, yeah. no, no, no. It was Beetlejuice, oh, and really? it was like a snake head, and then you push the lever yeah. on the back, and the head would oh, so What about the one where you put him in the grave, and then like you push the button, and he disappears? I, Bang I didn't know about any of these. The film the was oldest. so successful, obviously, and the character of Beetlejuice was so popular that ABC were the ones that released the animated series in 1989. The series switched over to Fox in September 91 and ended in December of that same year. It ran for four seasons, had 94 episodes. The show starred Beetlejuice and Lydia embarking on ghostly adventures together. Oh, right. And clearly is better than the film, if you listen to Jimmy. In 2013, Winona, what's her name? Winona. (laughs) Winona Ryder seemed to hint that a sequel may be made, but it wasn't at a stage where she could really talk about it. Her words, hinting that maybe something was being discussed. In 2017, though, Keaton said that if they were going to do it, it would have to be perfect, so maybe it would be best to leave her alone. So who knows? 
or dares to dream. <laughs> Winona, What's if, coming up? Winona, if you're listening, Stranger Things off and get back on Beetlejuice. I'll just do both. Yeah, but make Beetlejuice a priority, yeah? Or crossover. Oh. Beetlejuice should oh. come from the upside down. Maybe he does. <gasps> Shit. That'd be good. Anyway, we're banging on. And I got a Jimmy <laughs> quiz. <banging> on. <laughs> I got a Jimmy quiz. Jimmy quiz. Jimmy I am banging quiz. on. Lovely. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Should hire you as a sound effects guy. What no. else you got? I'm going to do this. you got to do a sound effect. Okay. Coming up now, it's time for another Jimmy quiz. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> It's been a while since the last one. The last one was Perfection episode, I think. Shit, was it? I don't remember. And we did a... Who has perfect pitch? Oh, yes, I remember. Yep. (laughs) It's time for Jimmy and Andy quiz. Oh. This is another film that could have been very different if the casting had gone another way. Many people, famous people, were considered for the roles of Barbara and Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. Can you guess some of the famous people that were considered for those roles? Whoever gets the most guesses right wins. We're going to start with Barbara. Right, okay. I read all this earlier and I forgot. Who was considered? Consider the time as well, because some of these are very, very mid-80s to early-90s type people. Oh, oh, okay. For Barbara? For Babs. For Barbara now, I've literally forgotten every female actress from the late (laughs) 80s, early 90s. Do you want a clue? Yeah, go on. One of them, Sigourney Weaver. Off. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was Sigourney Weaver. All oh, right, okay. If we're on that sort of tip, there's another one, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh no, that but that would have been. Now you mention it, that would have gone on the list. No, it's not. Right, okay. Um, All right. Uh, come with me if you want to live. Sports. Fucking what? As Beetlejuice. Terminator. It's a film. He. Who? I forgot her name. I know who you're on about. What? Who? Sarah Connor. Sarah yeah, Connor. I forgot her name though. Yeah, can't remember her name. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Ugh. Oh, yeah, both shitter at this and I thought you were going to be. And I didn't have good expectations when we started. All right, this one, this is a good clue, is Where's married to... <laughs> I've forgotten his name. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. No, Brad he Pitt. did escape from New York. Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. shit. He's married to Kurt Russell. Yeah. Mrs. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. It's a good guess. Goldie, Goldie Horn. Goldie Horn, yes. One nil to Jimmy. Oh my god. Next one was in Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was considered to play Barbara in Beetlejuice. Of course he fucking was. The blonde lady. Richard Attenborough. Da- no. oh, shit with names, man. Alright, Laura Dern. I forget um, my own Laura name. Laura Dern. Who's gonna get Laura Dern? Okay, you'll oh, get this on. one. You'll get this one. Alright, okay. It's one nil to you at the moment, Thank Jimmy. you. She was in Cheers. <sighs> Ted Danson. She was in Cheers. <laughs> Long brown hair. You forget you're both older than me. Shh, don't yeah. t- don't tell people that. <laughs> Come on. We don't like it. Kirsty Alley. Oh, fucking, I hate Kirsty. She's a twat. She was offered the job, but the producers at Cheers wouldn't let her out of her contract to do it. Good, because she's a terrible actor. All right, so it's 1-0 to Jimmy. You're both shit. Where's the buzzers, man? Who was considered (laughs) for the role of Beetlejuice? Oh, I had this earlier. There are ten of them. We've only got to give, like, one, though. And I've done an impression of one of them already. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger was approached for the role of Beetlejuice by Tim Burton, but turned it down because he was filming The Running Man and the schedules collided. <laughs> I'm so glad he turned that down. <laughs> that would have been really bad. This film would have been shit. Oh, but The Running Man is fucking brilliant. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. It's better for everyone who said no. Everything turned out fine. Right, I'm going to have a pop then, an actor. So it's one all. Yeah. So it's one all. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart. No. What about? He was like, he's like our age, isn't he? Wesley Snipes. No. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Jim Carrey. Yes. Good, good Two guess. One. Oh, is that actually one? Yeah. Fuck off. He is a rubber faced buffoon, so yeah. he could do that really <laughs> well. Been perfect. Some of these would have been perfect, some of them not so much. One of them, I think, would have been almost exactly the same as Keaton. Oh! <laughs> Ah, <gasps> uh, Jack Nicholson. Come yes, on. that's good. Yeah, I was two one. Yeah, three one. Three one. Three one. All right, this one's gonna call me back. Clint Eastwood. No, <laughs> you're really bad at this. Snoop Dogg. No, <laughs> that would have been amazing. Hold on, it's, ni- <laughs> it's 1988, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Easy E. <laughs> no, it's not Ice Cube or DOC either. <laughs> it's DOC, right? I'm no. very white. No. <laughs> no. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> oh, man. What about? Right, I'm going to give you like 10 seconds because time's moving on. Yeah, but this is done. And uh, No ideas. 1980s. Uh, 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 what's the guy in Die Hard? Bruce Willis. Yeah. No. <laughs> nah. Right, I'm going to tell you the rest. It's 3-1 to Andy. The guest wins. Sammy Davis Jr. Hold oh, on. Oh, Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, I forgot about that. So I was on the right lines when I was saying Kevin Hart. No, Eddie when you Murphy. were saying black people, you racial profiling put right you here. on the right lines of Sammy Davis Jr. That's on the right lines, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> All right, Dustin Hoffman would have been Sammy Ooh, Davis Jr. Would have been pretty good. Dustin Hoffman would have been shit. Robin Williams, perfect for oh, the time. Man. Absolutely not. Been. No, Christopher Lloyd is the person I thought might not actually been that different. He no, was Doc. No. Nah. Jim Carrey. No. no. Tim Curry. Shit. No. Jack Nicholson. Whoa! Hold on a second. Jack Rewind. Nicholson, maybe. Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Yeah. Tim Curry would yes. have been great. No. Oh, yeah, but he's not shit. quite... I'm thinking of Shawshank Redemption, man. Tim Robbins? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> How are you thinking of Tim Robbins? Tim Curry would have been Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Robbins would have been bad. Harry Tom Hanks. Drew-Ang. Mate, I need a pee. Nah. It would be good. It'd be <laughs> like... we're, nearly, we're nearly at break time. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do I... So you've met my <laughs> faithful... Is that Tim Curry or Sammy Davis Jr.? Hanger, man. <laughs> Either. Hey, babe. <laughs> so you needed the works of uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, <laughs> Tim Curry. Uh, the next one could do no wrong in my books. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, the one after that that would have do been no too... wrong in my book, but I don't think would have accepted this job. What? No, that just would have been too, like, comical, I think. Yeah, absolutely. He did uh, too dry to do what Michael Keaton did. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I get it, but still. Uh, the absolutely. next one is one of my favourite actors as well as Bill Murray, Robert De Niro. No, nah, we no, don't need no... No, no, too serious. We don't need I, no... Uh, I don't think you could do it. Goodfellas up in Are Beetlejuice. Are you talking to me for ask for help to remove your humans? Was that Christopher Walken? <laughs> A little Christopher bit. Walken. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm, Christopher uh, Walken. I'm on the television. <laughs> in your living room. 
Actually, that's quite good. That is quite yeah, good. Thank you. Well, I got one more who was almost there, and this would have been so weird. John Cleese. Fuck no. <laughs> that's a completely different film again. If you oh, put each man. of those actors in that role, you've got like 10 completely different films. I would like to one see One of them would be version. worth watching, and that's the I Tim Curry think, one. <laughs> Ooh. You're already dicking on this film tonight. Can't wait till the review so we can fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're done with Frights and Delights. It's pee-pee. getting on in time. Pee-pee Next, time. It's pee-pee time. And also, after pee-pee time, it's Master of the Macabre. Master of the Macabre. Hey, guys. It's time <laughs> for the master of the macabre. You feeling it, Jimmy? Oh, I'm feeling it. You feeling well. it, oh, Andy? Yeah. Who wants it first? Who, Who wants, wants to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll shake my buddy line first. Who go wants on. to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go first. Go on. It's obviously got to be Michael Keaton, isn't it? Uh, oh, has it? yeah, of course. Or yeah, has yeah. it? No, yeah, it has, yeah. <laughs> Well, it could be. It's either I'm saying it's either Michael Keaton, even though he was only in it for 17 minutes. He's clearly the best. But he is the he is the <laughs> Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, obviously. Yeah. The reason people watch the film. Yeah, you ain't gonna give it to fucking Alec Baldwin or Gina Davis. <laughs> no, but Catherine O'Hara, awesome. She is very good. Don't deserve to win it in this film. I don't know. She no. said Kevin once. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was because this was before uh, Home Alone. Maybe she was building up for it. Yeah, this is before Home Alone, so she wouldn't have known the the Kevin line. Well, did she? Maybe maybe she, she influenced them to bring in the name Kevin. Maybe or she was getting so stressed on set, she thought, F- Kevin." Yeah. She le- she at least have could have gone uh, Lydia at some point. Yeah, but that's too many yeah. syllables, isn't she it? She forgot that's she true. was in the attic. Yeah, <laughs> <Left her>. <laughs> yeah, <gasps> yeah. Lydia. <laughs> There's another tie in there. Yeah, in the attic. Okay, Catherine O'Hara. She, yes, she was all right. She was good. Glenn Shaddix. Is that how you pronounce his name? Did he? He was yeah. good. Terrible, terrible gag. She was good. He was good, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, one of my. Actually, he's in one of my favourite ever films Demolition Man. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's tried to bring this up. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about it before. Yeah. He's he, getting a bit moist about that. Very, very. Yeah. Even Great more moist than Maitland's in the river. Yeah. Oh, Dripping. Nice tired. Dripping. What you got then, big boy? I just got Michael Keaton, big boy. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he was, like, just fantastic. It, the energy is crazy. Just... What about the uh, lovely Winona Ryder? Winona oh, yeah. Ryder is absolutely amazing, lovely person, brilliant actress, beautiful lady. This Plays that same character, though, doesn't she? She's played I that don't same character think she does a couple of times. All the, well, yeah, a couple of times. Not all the time, but this film, I don't think any... Actress who played this character would be winning our Master of the Macabre because it's very. What's the word I'm looking for, Jimmy? I don't know. What's Andy typing out? It's, it's just nothing. Whoa! What are you searching? That's disgusting. Well, you ever seen Keaton, a big? Have you ever seen? What a... about you, Andy? <laughs> I'm looking. I don't know her name. Yeah. Oh, was... that's what you did. It was right. What? Obviously, Michael Keaton. Yeah. That's obviously the go-to. Winona Ryder, of course, because she's second best. But honorable mention for I apologize if this is the wrong pronunciation here. 
Patrice Martinez. Yes. Okay. From Miss Argentina. Yes. Because that role is banging. And that's my next tattoo right there. Nice. Is that your next Lovely. tattoo, the receptionist? Yeah. yeah. Are you having her wrists out? Or wrists hidden away? Might get her tattooed on my wrists. Oh, that's good. She was in the Three Amigos as well. <laughs> oh, was she? Nice. <laughs> Go on. What are you saying? Are you giving it to... I'm on. saying Michael Keaton. It sounds like we're all on the same page. So it's got to be, uh, be in it. It's got to be winning a Even though he's in it, like, less than half of the film. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't have... He smashed it, didn't he? If you put Arnold Schwarzenegger in that role, this film is oh, that a film been a we flop. don't even know. It's a film with... It's worse than uh, the one where he's pregnant. <laughs> what is that film? Juno? Which is weird, because there's a Juno. called Juno in this film. No, that's... Junior. What? Junior. Junior. What? Juno was that f***ing terrible film with yeah. that terrible actress. Oh, in. yeah, crap. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, so let's give it to... Let's wrap this shit up. Let's give it to Michael Keaton. Michael, don your Batman suit. No, what? No, don your <laughs> Beetlejuice suit. Yeah. We are sending you the coveted golden Master of the Macabre Award. It's coming right at you. Yeah, in fake metal form. I'm Batman. What's next, Jimmy? Beetlejuice. Or Andy. Right. Who knows? Next up. Of course, it's that beautiful moment. We're all waiting for it. We're all moist with anticipation. Shirts are off. Yep. It's the Madhouse Rating System. Oh, shit. The Madhouse Rating System. Right, here we go. I'm going to tally some bananas. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's the Madhouse Rating System. And first up, we've got... Performance. Do we? Yeah. You I sure think... it's not tension suspense? Whoa! <laughs> I've tallied my <laughs> bananas wrong. Game first, changer. First up, we've got that tension and sweet, sweet suspense. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> For all its brilliant effects and the dark premise of the film, Beetlejuice is quite a light film. It has a concept of death and haunting and quite horrific deaths. But it's always laughing at death and the absurdity of the situation the characters find themselves in. Any tension is always nicely split by presenting the audience with a dark comedic point of view. There's a moment in this film that, looking back, I thought summed up this film perfectly. It incorporates every aspect of the film's journey in a short interaction. The Maitlands kind of, they arrive in the afterlife. They're lost and confused. The tension and sense of the unknown has built up. A man... Turns up on a washing line. <laughs> Clearly, he's been horrifically killed by a lorry flatmate. Trampled him. by a, a garbage truck. <laughs> yeah. The Maitlands look horrified. The man asks, how do I look? They say, fine. And he responds, oh, good. Because I've been feeling a little flat lately. But um, and with that line, <laughs> but I'm dushy indeed. With that line, he turns the situation into a laugh, dispersing the tension, showing the Maitlands the way. This happens over and over again when this couple, every step of the way, they don't know what they're doing, something horrible presents itself, it's suspenseful, then a comedic light is kind of shone on it, completely nah. flipping the situation. We have a laugh, the story's allowed to move on. Nah. Shit <laughs> happens. No, I'm, uh, no, no. Because I'm saying this is not a horror film, I'm saying this is just a, a it, dark comedy. It's not a horror film. But it's f***ing banging. <laughs> that's, that's fair dues. Yeah, that's fair dues. 
Oh, it's a horror film to some degree. I just say at any point it has there, a... that it was a horror film. What? I just said about the tension and suspense being built up. And yeah, really... Jimmy. Yeah, I know. But yeah. uh... you challenged me by saying, actually, it's not a horror film. This is the... and I didn't say it was. This is the... <laughs> well, hold on. This is this is a horror movie podcast. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I think it comes under the umbrella the way I've discussed. It's the PG horror. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe. I think maybe you're right. Maybe it's in the same sort of realm as Reanimator, Return oh. of the Living Dead, that kind of thing, but they've gone more down of the, the comedy. Yeah, but the they, toned a lot of, they toned a lot of it out, though. They toned it down. Yeah, because there were there was things like the bit where he shows his face, you know, where he like reveals his face to the Maitlands. Yeah, but you don't you don't see that. No, yeah, that's the thing. Did. Right. You okay. originally you were supposed to, but okay. they took it out because yeah. it, apparently it was going to be too horrific for it, and maybe the budget wasn't there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But oh, okay. Getting back to the the uh, plus Tim pu- Burton in with Disney and that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. It's Tim Burton it. Exactly. Well, this is my favourite Tim Burton film. Is it really? Yeah. What about Batman? Nah. I like Batman, and uh, he's not Batman Returns as well, doesn't he? Yeah. And tie-in, tie-in. What? The bit when Beetlejuice has his little circus hat thing on. Yeah. yeah. There's a skull on the top that looks like Jack Skellington. Yeah. Nice. You know the bit in his collar? Yeah. It looks like that. Nice. That just is, saying. Uh, that yeah. is and nice. also when he is in the uh, merry-go-round kind of setup, he has Batman wings coming out of his neck. And Sally skin. is voiced by who? Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Who plays who? Who plays who in this? The the woman. <laughs> <laughs> Delia. Anyway, Mr. Get... Mr. Burton, we're coming after you. Yeah, getting back to the original tension and suspense. I don't think there is any tension. I don't think there's any suspense. No, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it's that kind of film nah. that has to build that tension and suspense. I think it's just more of... It's just a little bit trying to be more funny than it is yes. weird. But I agree. Creepy. Even the thing I just said about tension and suspense yeah. wasn't really about tension and suspense. Yeah, it was a little bit. Didn't you bring up? But there isn't much tension to let go. What? Didn't you bring up like effects and? Yeah, we'll do that later in a minute. (laughs) Oh, I read too far. (laughs) Right. So, what do you reckon? Do you want to give it a star? No. No star. Uh, Give it a one just to be. It's the one is the max. Okay, give it a five. (laughs) Five (laughs) is a higher number than one. (laughs) Your rage system, shit. Yeah, we did come up with numerical systems. <laughs> I'll give it a you D. Can give it a half. No, no, we can't bow down. We can't bow down to yeah. the guests. Okay, yeah, I, okay. I do agree. There's no suspense in this film. Yeah, we have uh, when we get to the overall. Oh, we actually, have the ability to give stars or take away each, but it's going to have to stick to just me and Jimmy because it's not fair for the other films. Okay, yeah, I'm going to yeah, let yeah. you sway my decision. Fair play. Lovely. So that you're still involved. Right, zero, nil, pois, <laughs> nine. <laughs> Next up, of course, as always, it's gore and visual effects. Oh, yeah. So it's an iconic film, and a lot of the reason for this is its visual effects. It's a gorgeous film. It's grotesque and odd in a beautiful way with amazing practical effects the makeup the stop motion prosthetics and even some blue screen which is the predecessor to today's green screen technology 
it uses all my favorite visual techniques and I think it's so well done. In fact, other people thought it was so well done because it won an Academy Award for all its makeup and visual effects. I love the stop motion. It adds this real quality to the sandworm, which is used on the sculptures as well. When they come to life, they're shit sculptures, but they're brought to life quite well. It may be a dated technique, even in 1988 stop motion, but I think it was a purposeful choice. It actually gives the film a timeless quality, I think, watching it now. Definitely. Yeah, but it's it's what you see as a classic Tim Burton film. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Before now, there like, was a classic Tim Burton. What? This is before there was classic Tim yeah. Burton. This, well, was so this is that. now classic Tim Burton, isn't it? Yeah, but back then, yeah, you didn't yeah. know what classic Tim well, Burton yeah. was. But, all right, what I'm saying is <laughs> that I'm saying that the visual effects were... Banging, that's what you're saying. Ab- yeah, I am saying they are absolutely, 100%, they are banging. And yeah. they are dated, but it looks fucking I sweet. St- I still, yeah, I would prefer, if they re- if they always talk about like a remake of it, I'd still prefer stop motion and all that, this, practical. them kind of practical effects over CGI any day. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't want it, right, you wouldn't want it, nah. you wouldn't want it to be modernised, you want it, you want, you it want to that have off- that- Authenticity, yeah. Yeah, you want to, you want that same vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Else the same reason I like uh, older films like Clash of the Titans still. Yeah. More than I like older films that tried to use CGI. Yeah. When there were other options. And things like Evil Dead in that way, it's just like full on, or even Brain Dead or whatever. Yeah. Just full Absolutely. on disgusting yeah, gore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the? Uh, did you see the Creep Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Stephen King films too, and then they just done a series. On... I haven't seen the series, but so, okay, so. Think of the the eighties film, and then the series came out in twenty nineteen. So we watched it the other day. Yeah, and I thought, oh fuck, they're gonna fuck this up. It's not gonna have the same vibe and the same feel as the eighties film, but it is. It's exactly the same, but it's modern and it's got all the modern oh. actors in. But it's got all the same sort of. Te- it just looks like it's kind of cheesy, but, but it's it beautiful. works. Yeah, yeah. So it's timeless. Beautiful. Yeah, so they kept that same sort of thing. I think so if they. If they do another Beetlejuice, they need to keep it the same. The best quote from that, for me, the best quote from that, the the main aspect of like the visual effects in that is Babs. I'm getting all yellow. (laughs) (laughs) When all the sand's blowing up around that, (laughs) sand sandworms all up in the grill. I I mean, that's I think that's probably where they use some of the blue screen when they're in the desert, yeah, backgrounds and the sandworm. Two hours. Stop motion is just amazing. I don't know why it's not used more. It, it takes it too long. Look, it does look fake. And it yeah, but does it's so... take a long time. But it looks amazing. And in a in a horror film or a scary setting, it has that kind of quality around it that is like just outside the mind, kind of nightmarish. If it's done well, like in that film, it's yeah. it's spot on. I mean there's there is examples where it's done really bad, but we won't go into that. <laughs> Well, in this film, there's examples of where it's done bad. Not necessarily, but in other films. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. We'll bring that up another time when we do this. <laughs> there's a few tricks used for perspective throughout the film that these days may have been done with CGI. My favourite example of clever use of perspective is when Adam and Barbara are realising they don't have a reflection. Mm. This was done with them looking into an empty frame that opened up into the set behind the frame and the set was kind of switched around to look like the reverse of how it usually does to give the impression of a, a mirror's reflection of the room 
It's simple. It's cost-effective. Works better than CGI, I, I think. The budget for the film's effects was just $1 million out of the $15 million. Uh, and for a film that relies a lot on visuals and abstract effects, they did amazingly well with their budget. That's still a lot of bunts, though. A million dollars, I could do I mean, do a I lot. ain't got that in my back pocket, but... I could probably waste a lot of that. <laughs> Give me a million, million dollars for a job, and 500 of that's going on the job. 500's getting pissed off. 20, qu- yeah. <laughs> 20 quid on Play-Doh, the rest on uh, yeah. something else. Hold on. Uh, was was it the uh, as well? special yeah. effects made from Play-Doh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Next head's the horrors video. <sighs> My next oh. point was about Jack Skellington's head. He did not already, so there we go. Oh. I'd give it one hardcore for vision and for gore and vision. Yeah, I'm giving it a star. Definitely 100% yeah. give it a star. It looks beautiful. Yeah. You agree, Andy? Magic. Sweet. Right. Next up, we've got that all important one. Of course, it's performance. Oh, well, this cast is pretty insane. Yeah, your classic Tim Burton cast. Michael Keaton. Keaton. No Johnny Depp. <laughs> no. Not yet. Or um, or the F- Helen Bonham Carter. Oh, she's yeah. not in it. Oh, yeah, please she don't put her in the next one. one. No, no, she's in too much Tim Burton stuff. Yeah. Well, they are married. So Leave her alone. The, her <laughs> anyway, I mean, that, you got Michael Keaton. Don't put her in <laughs> Gina Davis, yeah, leave her alone and stop attacking her character. <laughs> no, 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 leave her alone is in just, just stop putting her in, put her in the film. <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton, Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin, Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara. This film was never given a chance to fail in the box office. But Jimmy might not agree. Now, I'm not saying it's a terrible film. I'm just oh, saying. Hey, hey careful here! I'm going to slap just... you in the tits. <laughs> I'm just, well, like, we can't all sit around and all love it. Do you know what I mean? True, we can't yeah. all sit around a circle That's jerk off this, off the, on this well, film. I can. So <laughs> I'll I'll, I'm, I'm the one who's, <laughs> here, who's standing here, like, sitting here, like, you know, chucking out. It's not. No, it's, it's fine. It's, it's all right. It's all right. more Some nice hand gestures right there. Dis- well, yeah, when someone disagrees with stuff. <laughs> I, I thought, at least you might not like the film, but did you think the performances were good? Alec Baldwin, no. Gina Davis, she plays a very good chin. Captain uh, <laughs> 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 O'Hara, absolutely. Keaton, brilliant. He plays Catherine Batman O'Hara better. And Keaton can't do anything wrong. No, he plays Batman Winona better. Winona Ryder. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I love Winona yeah, Ryder, and Winona I hate Ryder's the good. fact that I don't like her in this film very much. <laughs> well, she's only a kid in this film, isn't she? I know, kid. She's just that twatty goth all, twat. To be fair... Out of all the kid actors her age who have ever been in films, she's the best. Yeah. I can say that for her. Yeah. And, and it's also written in a certain way for her to... to and she likes it. spiders, man. I'm scared of spiders. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got to show you a video later. No, you don't. If you don't like spiders. No, you don't. I'm saving it, but yeah, we'll watch that. Oh, later. yeah, let's watch that. No, and then send not. it to Luke because he hates spiders as well. Yeah, yeah. Back to Winona. Her character annoyed me, but she was an emo before emo was emo. Yeah, she made she made emo cool, man. So that was well, she might not have made not it a f- emo. She's just a she goth. A uh, yeah, to be yeah, fair, yeah. No, but she, goth. Well, when I say emo, I'm referring to the I am yeah, alone. She's a goth. No, wait, don't bring emo. No, 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 no. They adapted. They adapted that shit. Yeah, f- emo. She's just oh, straight okay. up goth. She was pre emo then. <laughs> no, don't even say pre emo. No, just goth's original. Alright, she's a goth. Yeah. Before emo was a thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. 
The role she had was of a depressed dark goth girl. See, I have goth written down here, which she nailed. So I can't really hold it against her. <laughs> Keaton is just a massively energetic force and every single second he is on screen is electrifying. And I would give it a star for performance based on the people who did really good jobs. I have Catherine O'Hara. I think underrated character, the guy that plays Ofo. Yes, definitely. Because yeah. he's a big character in it, yeah, but he's he is. not. He's in it a lot, and, and he plays really he plays it well. I didn't know his name until I watched it again. Like it wasn't. He's banging, even when it comes through the window and that. Like yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have I mentioned he's in a film called Demolition Man? <laughs> no, Jimmy. Know. No, Have you haven't. You? No. Do you want to okay. say it again? So he's in this film yeah. called Demolition Man. Oh. Whoa. Do tell. Yes, he's in a film called Demolition Man. Wait, sorry, what man? It is possibly one of the best. Demolition Boy. And underrated action films. Demolition, Demolition Man. Boy. Can't take like, him serious. Demolition Boy. Yeah. Stallone and Snipes. What? Really? Stallone, Snipes, Have you not seen Bullock. it? <laughs> oh, oh, we're doing that next time hell. you come on. It's, not even, it's, <laughs> it's further away from horror than this is, but we're doing that next time you come on. Demolition Man and Child's Play 2. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> one episode. <laughs> right, anyway, what are we giving it for I, performance? A, I'm going to give it one. Yeah, like let's give it. Enthusiastic. All right, let's it give one. it a star then. Why not? Two out of three. Two out of three. So, and what's just so we're clear, number one. One star is the highest, yeah? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, so we're going to come down to it. Number four is the musical score <sighs> and sound effects. The music by Danny Elfman. He's worked with Tim Burton on a and fair few projects over the year. Harry Belafonte, man. Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte. Don't be forgetting that. Speak your mind. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> that, by the way, is a sound that's constantly running through Andy's head. Every oh, yeah. second of every day, he runs around doing it. He has like his own soundtrack. And that's my alarm. That same thing over... Over and over. <laughs> anyway, the score is dark. The score is playful. It's bouncy and scary. And I think it's pretty damn clever. One of the best well-thought-out scores you will hear because the tone of the film and the score fit together perfectly from beginning to end. The original plan, by the way, I don't know if you guys know, but for the dinner party, was to have the guests dance to a song by the Ink Spots. Do you know who they were? No. It was a Go on, Joe. Sing us a song. Uh, don't get around much anymore. Nah, never heard it. See, he knows it. Nah, never heard it. I was just doing some, like, John Wayne Western thing. Like Woody from Toy Story. I can't even give you a decade. 50s. Acapella. Acapella? Three or four. Three or four? You just give us a shocker. Three or four a cappella singers from the 1950s. Yeah. Okay? Okay. He sang, Don't get around much anymore. Bum, bum, and some other stuff. Bum, it's bang, not bang. even in the same tone as the, the song they used right, okay. originally. So it was actually Jeffrey Jones and Catherine O'Hara who suggested <laughs> the music uh, be Calypso. Yeah, fair days. Why not? It works, though. What do you guys think of the uh, music and sound effects? I think it's... Yeah, it's good. Danny Elfman's good. And oh. Harry Belafonte. I think it's the whole thing of like Clockwork Orange, how these how he's got like Beethoven. So it's got like you're watching all this gruesome stuff, but it's got this symphony on it. 
Yeah. Whereas Beetlejuice has got all these like gothic overtones and stuff, but it's got like Calypso music on. It's two complete opposites. It's yeah. a break. But it works and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's the comedy that Jimmy was talking about. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it works really well. Yeah, it does. Definitely does. If you tried to put some like <laughs> Cradle of Filth shit on there, it would have been cheesy. A ghost in the heart! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would give it a, uh, a star. What do you think, I Andy? Would. Yeah. Yeah, that, go on. Why not? Didn't Danny Elfman, he did the voice of the singing Jack Skeleton in Nightmare Before Christmas as did well. Did he? Did he? Yeah, he does the singing voice. Didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Danny Elfman worked with Tim Burton. He's got a high-pitched voice, man. Right from... What was the one before this, Andy? You might know. What, before... Tim Burton film before this. What, uh, before Pee-wee? Yes. Pee-wee's uh, Adventuring. Yes! I've got Pee-wee dolls and everything. Yeah. I'm not What's that creepy. What's the film called? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Big Adventure. Elfman worked on that film... And for quite a few others up until present day. Yeah, we need to do a, yeah, yeah, to do yeah, a yeah. Pee-wee special. Sound, I don't know why you like Pee-wee. Sound of my DVD. Jimmy, I'm going to fucking slap you in a tits. <laughs> Mate, I don't like it. I think he's, he's just creepy. He's I quit like the band. I'm, a, I'm done. <laughs> You're always talking about pedophiles. Yeah, but he's just brought Pee-wee fucking Herman up. Pee-wee, Pee-wee Herman? Her- Pee-wee Herman's big spunking over children in a playground. What? That's exactly what these films should be called. I'm going to hold my hands Pee-wee up Herman. and I said, I've never seen Pee-wee. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. You need to watch it. And you f- slap you in the tits. <laughs> Mate, don't make promises. You're not going to keep. <laughs> he right? gets, don't get me he gets off on this. And take it off the table. But it's got one for musical scores and sound effects. Okay. It's three out of four. Three out of four. overall experience where me and Jimmy need to decide if we're giving it one. You've just stolen my line. Away. You just stole That's my line. Oh, shit, sorry. You introduce it. Rewind. <laughs> so here we go. It's overall experience. Now you can explain it. <laughs> this is the part where me and Jimmy decide whether we're going to give it a start each or take away a start each or leave it as it is, meaning it could end up with a six out of five, five out of five, <laughs> or four yeah. out of five, but not with this film because you didn't give it one for tension or suspense, so max is five out of five. Yeah, four out of five, or it could be a three out of five. Right. So it's on three out of five now. No, it's on four out no, of five now. Five out of five. No, why, is on, on, why is it on four? It's on three out of five. Yes, sorry, three out of four. It's three out of five. And three out of four. Now, such a confusing rating system. I don't get your awesome rating system. Don't, I don't diss understand it. your rating system. <laughs> Are you giving <laughs> it? I don't need one. <laughs> right. Are you giving it one? I'm guessing you're not. I'm not going to give it one for overall experience. <gasps> That leaves it what as a uh, three out of five. Well, what are you doing? Are you giving one or taking one? Take it. Take it like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we asked Andy on. There's little snippets of genius. Yeah. <laughs> Take it like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it would be three out of five if I left it, wouldn't it? Yes. I'm going to give it a half. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, I want to know your <laughs> reasons. It's got, uh, mostly for the gore and visual effects and all the stop motion and all okay, that shit. Okay, yeah, like fair dues, fair uh, dues. I do, but I do also agree with you that it's not necessarily a horror film. It's not a horror film. Yeah. All right. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and Pee Wee Herman, yes. Pee Wee's big <laughs> adventure, whatever it is. Please check us out on our other podcast, Teletubbies with Jimmy and Jimmy. <laughs> It's just me and you dressed as Teletubbies. This is the real reason we play Butlins. (laughs) It's time for the last guest questions. Two more questions, Jimmy. Yeah. For me to ask not only 
this guest. Yeah. But every guest we have in the future. Oh, have... these are going to be straight up standard questions for future every guest. guest. You know the creepy guy that wipes your windows? Yes. Him. You want me to ask him? You mean the window cleaner? When you want I'm me to ask my window cleaner? Cleaning windows. <laughs> yes, right. him. So I'm going to ask every guest these questions. Are you ready, Andy? If you had to fight one monster or killer from the horror universe, who would it be and why? Me or Jimmy? You. You're okay. the guest, boy. I, I don't know what the technical term is. But the thing from Evil Dead, just the thing, just deadites. No, but what is it called though? Just the little weird thing that floats around and possesses people. Uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. But a deadite that. is once they've been possessed, or once they've been taken over. Well, yeah, you're not gonna fight the the, the weird the, thing that flies the... around. You're gonna fight deadites, aren't you? Or that, you... No, that, because that's gonna possess you. They're not deadites though, because they just possess everything. They possess everything on the wall. They possess. Yeah. Okay, so you what? Just the thing. So what is it you're fighting? To take on that thing. That you're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> the thing that is possessing. Because it would be funny. Because they just. Yeah. Ash Are you going to it. fight the thing that is possessing? Okay, let's okay, let's simplify it and just say, evil Ash. Oh, you'd fight evil Ash. Okay, yeah, that's good. Do you know who I'd fight? All right, fair enough. Who? Me. I just want to take on a load of zombies. Yep. Straight up. Zombie apocalypse. That's just, not a film, though. Well, yeah, it is. Well, you, Literally you every zombie, zombie film not ever made. Not living dead. Zombies, it is. Because they don't move very fast. It is. seem pretty stupid. I'm taking them all on. Mm-hmm. What a pussy right. What a pussy Second question, Andy. <laughs> if yes. you had to be any monster or killer from the horror universe, who would you be and why? <sighs> See, this is hard because I've got two answers. Okay. Let's go with the first one. It's a good place to start. Probably Michael Myers, just because he don't f- die ever. Yeah, yeah, good show. Point. Yeah, just live forever, constantly. But like Michael Jackson, <laughs> oh, Michael Jackson is dead. Oh, or is he? He lives in Neverland. I sat on his lap. Oh dear. Oh, oh we, that's where I went wrong. Is yeah. that a story for us or your therapist? Yeah, we have. Next, the film choice, Jimmy. Well, just for your information, I would be Dracula. Thank you very much for asking me as well. <laughs> Why, is that because you're I good wasn't... at sucking? You did say, do you want to know who I want to be? And then you didn't say anything afterwards, so I just left. Well, I was caught on the uh, fact that he wanted to be Michael Jackson. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's do a Craig David and rewind. You can do a good Michael Jackson impression, can't you? I can. Do it. Go on, Andy. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> oh, I don't beautiful. know if it's good or so bad it's good. No, it's, it's, so, it's, so, <laughs> good. it's so bad it's good. Right, I'm going to read out an IMDb description because apparently Andy can't be trusted. He just wants to keep reading out the description for a film called Popcorn that me and the Jimmy <laughs> Popcorn. Oh, if anyone's listened to... No, listened? What? If anyone's watched Popcorn... Hit yeah, me pu- up, yo. Yeah, put it... <laughs> If anyone's watched Popcorn, come on. Uh, message us in the Facebook group or on our Facebook page. It's basically like Leatherface. Inundate us with uh, your popcorn request. Yeah, go please. on. Please. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this description? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm always ready. I'm primed. You're going to get right. this one. Shut so up. I know you like it. <laughs> An American nanny <laughs> is shocked that her new English family's boy is actually. A life-sized doll. Oh, this is the boy. 
after she violates a list of strict rules, disturbing events make her believe that the doll is really alive. Chucky, I've Charles already Bray. guessed that. It's the boy. Yeah, it's the doll. The doll. The doll. It's the boy. The boy. <laughs> it's the boy. It's Brahms. Definitely. Yes. Brahms. This is a brilliant film. Anyway, yeah, it's the boy. Yes, the boy. The boy. Yes, exciting. We've talked about it before. Yeah, I knew absolutely. You'd get it it's a great film. We both liked it. Netflix. The boy too has just come out in the last couple of weeks, three weeks. Four it weeks came out ago. on the twenty-first of February. Uh, Brahms is back. Right, I'm calling time of death on episode twenty-five. Thank you for Andy for being our first ever guest. And thank you for listening. Please subscribe and review. It does help us a lot when you review. Shove us up the charts. Don't mind my wording. We will see you in two weeks (laughs) for our next podcast on The Boy. Rewind. Don't be forgetting that. Thank you. See you later.